Welcome to the Loner Podcast with your host Alicia, where you will learn more about such topics as the supernatural, the paranormal, and many other interesting subjects. So sit back, relax, and have a listen. Now, here's your host, Alicia. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Loner Podcast. Today, we actually have a guest, and some of you may know her with our my other podcast, and that is Sarah. Sarah, introduce yourself. Hi, Hi. I'm, I'm me. It's Sarah. I am in the Under the Floorboard podcast with Alicia, and she asked me to be a guest star today to talk about the subject that she's chosen. Which is about ghosts or spirits, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I've got some pretty cool information, actually, to talk about with that. Good. Yeah. I'm excited. So there are actually many times of hauntings, I should say. So there are things called residual hauntings. Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay. What do you know of it? I'm guessing the residual haunting is it was an event that happened in a certain dwelling and afterwards because it resulted in a death that event happens over and over again right you're correct so a residual haunting is someone that died with like a traumatic death or uh many things Mm -hmm. something very bad happened to them in their death and what happens is they basically replay over and over their death and they're not known to be an intelligent spirit so basically they just relive their death over and over and over and over like a recording you know and uh, that's yep. basically all that is. Another one is a poltergeist or an evil spirit. And do you know much about poltergeists? Yes. All right. What's what do you know about <laughs> them? Well, they're mischievous. Um, sometimes they can be a little bit dangerous because they do manipulate objects and lights and just anything in the house that can be manipulated. They they, they will take hold of it and do with it what they will. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Here's some of the things that I know about and have learned about. And did you know that in German, poltergeist actually means like noisy spirit? (laughs) And I knew German, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And there have been reports about poltergeist since back in the ancient Roman times. So people have been talking about this stuff for a long time or been seeing it or experiencing it. So usually the type of activity that starts out with a poltergeist is usually you just get knocks or bangs the first little while, and then Mm -hmm. it progresses. And then things like your furniture start to like move on their own or your bed starts to shake, which uh, no thanks, count me out. Uh (laughs) Come on, it's fun. Yeah, really. Uh, Usually through time, the entity would also become more intense, which I would assume goes along with the furniture stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, over time as well when they become more I don't want to say like used to the home but their haunting becomes more intense you start to hear like voices or see full apparitions with them right and according to a lot of research that is probably one of the most terrifying experiences and one of the more rare hauntings so I, I know a lot of people have heard about it there's movies made about it but it's usually like rare it usually also like it so if you live in a home right with your family or whoever it is at a house or apartment whatever the case may be it's Mm -hmm. usually going out it attacks only the one person it's it's like a latch to the one person i guess so it that's their main target even though the other people are affected about what's going on in the house it's the one person that they're they're after that's right yeah and usually the only thing that kind of stops a poltergeist is to move <laughs> there ain't much you can do i guess well i mean i'm sure you could talk to someone who is in the paranormal field but i guess moving is usually an option to do to get out from a poltergeist there are cases where poltergeists have followed certain yes individuals. i've heard that as well i've heard i know someone actually. do you mm-hmm. are you allowed to share their story would I- they mind oh yeah she won't mind she's awesome um i i worked with a with, with a well, not girl, but lady. She was much younger than me. She's about 20. Uh, her name was Rachel. And 
when she was, it was a few years before she started working where I worked. I worked at a group home named Mutual Support and they just recently shut down. But Rachel is an amazing person. She is one of the most carefree and bubbly people I have ever known in my life. She was tormented by this poltergeist um it would move furniture it would slam doors it would turn lights on and off it would throw things it would turn turn the water on and off it completely terrorized her for years and friends family roommates etc it would they all experienced it with her but it clung to her and she moved and it still clung to her and it was just she it got to the point where she was severely depressed severely deprived of a normal life and she was completely overwhelmed with everything that was happening to her and she was miserable she had you know she was losing sleep she was losing time that she could have been using doing amazing things in her life and eventually i don't remember what she did to stop it but um i think she used sage and she saged wherever she was and she had kind of had like um sit down and was like i am taking over i'm not going through this anymore kind of thing she just kind of took she took the reins and the one that she used to dream about him all the time it was a him because she used to dream like horrible dreams every night all night long and then the one night she had a dream where this man he looked uh, slightly like East Indian type man. Okay. And he rode up to her on a bicycle and said, I'm going to leave you alone now or something along those lines. And he literally just rode, around, rode away on his bicycle. And that was it. There were no more hauntings, no more torment, no more anguish. Nothing happened ever again. And she was able to sleep and she was able to carry on. Wow. So it's like he had his fun and was bored and was like, I'm over it. Bye. Yeah, just literally rode away on his bicycle. And yeah, and I've heard many stories of people who have moved and been followed by poltergeists for like years. And and I feel for them. I could not deal with all that. But I mean, Mm -hmm. with the sense of things moving around and like stuff being thrown and everything like that. No, thanks. Count me out on that one. Nope. Um, So the other research i went because i've got some stuff here it's pretty good the other thing is demonic activity now demonic activity explained here it's more on the religious side for me as some Mm -hmm. people may know but i will repeat myself i am an atheist and weird thing is i'm an atheist who believes in afterlife but i don't believe in god or the devil the angels and the demons and the whole bible and all that kind of stuff i do not judge those who choose to but for me, it's very different. I do not believe in that. I do believe in spirits that when you die, your spirit can leave and haunt or whatever it wants to do. But nothing religious in any way, shape, or form. But if you are a believer in the demonic stuff, here are the information I have gathered about it. So there are entities that have never had a human form, right? Yeah. Uh, these are what you would cons- consider like religious entities and uh, they're described sometimes as like angelic and will man- manipulate you in your <clears throat> trust and cause the person to do like bad things they're usually horrific and evil looking well and they usually will show their true appearance and sometimes it, there are just black mist sometimes they're just a black mist fog smoke and or a shadow now, they are classified as the most strongest and the most terrifying ha- hauntings of all because it's a demon like yep. coming after you. No thanks. Uh, the yep. main goal, the main goal of a demon, is also to take the person's free will and like destroy them as a person and make them become like sad, depressed, kind of like what happened with your friend. Only she had a poltergeist, which is completely different. Yeah, because it's weak. It makes them yeah, weak. totally weak, and they do that so they can possess you over mm-hmm. your body. And they have a hatred for mankind, obviously. And these stories go back as far as according to what people believe during God and Lucifer days. So that's thousands of years, I guess, according to the Bible mm-hmm. and uh, Christianity. I would believe it would be called. So that's demonic entities. So if you believe in that, they're considered the worst. If you don't, poltergeist is considered the worst. 
Or is that, uh, are you a believer in demons in the sense of the religious way? No, I was raised Anglican and Catholic because my dad's side of the family was, it is Italian and they were very Catholic. And my mom's side of the family is Nufi and Irish. So they're Anglican. And I went to church with my nanny. I was baptized and everything. And I was a little girl sitting there on Sundays in the pink frilly dress and everything else listening to the hymns and the prayers and the psalms and everything. And I sang all the songs with my nanny. There were songs that I liked, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then as I got older, I just realized, you know, I don't think this is something that I can grasp belief-wise. I think that I need more proof in order to believe in something like that. Uh, and I got more awakened to <laughs> what's going on in the world and the universe. And I just don't think that there's something out there or someone that is watching down on us, letting us go through all of that and still saying, okay, we'll repent for your sins. You know what? No, right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, and also there's no proof. Nope. Just like there's not a lot of proof of ghosts no, there's not. And, and hauntings. However, it's more plausible than saying the world was created when someone snapped his fingers, basically, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I could talk, talk about this for hours. Anyway, uh, the last time I ever went to church voluntarily, and uh, unless it was, you know, like a funeral or a wedding or christening, whatever, because I still go to those things to support my friends and yes, family. Yes, me too. And, you know, I, I keep my grandma's hope alive. She doesn't really understand why I why I don't believe in that anymore. Uh, the last time I went with my nanny, I was 16 and I was going through, I was, I was, labeled as a goth then I didn't label myself but everyone at high school did and I wore a purse that said evil needs candy too on the front of it and I wore a 666 666 patch on it and all that stuff which I mean does show (laughs) some sort of belief in Christianity and say you know Satanism and stuff like that but she actually while we were walking down the aisle to our pew she made me turn my purse around (laughs) yeah but at the same time no just because some people like or some kids or teenagers whatever you want to call it it's not so much that they believe in it they just like the idea of it and they think it's cool and evil and it makes them popular because they're like oh i'm a goth and i'm all cool and i was defiant at that that was my issue but anyway and i and i had my reasons you know um my father passed away when i was 12 and i was like fuck this life right now why yeah (laughs) but um so Anyway, I don't believe in that. But however, I have had experiences. Like I had this crazy dream about Satan once. I can get into that later if you want. Okay. So, but I don't believe that in the the devil and demons and angels. I just believe in good spirits or bad spirits and good people or bad Me people. Too. Uh, the next type of activity is, a, is an in, intelligent and interactive spirits. <laughs> so... Okay. Because humans, right, we're made of energy and like atoms and auras and all that kind of stuff. When we die, mm-hmm. it it's led to believe that that leaves our body and we're just now spirits or ghosts, whatever the word you choose to use. The moment that we die, yes. like the actual moment that we die, we live 21 <clears throat> grams of our body weight. It mm-hmm. has been actually studied this okay since like i think the late 1800s and it's they basically people donate their body to science they're very sick people and back in these times anyways and they would lay on a scale and basically lay there until their death and then the scientists or whatever you want to call them would mark down how they lose 21 grams of their body and i know with death comes things like expelling of certain liquids from your body Mm -hmm. right or your leg or your breath (laughs) but it doesn't happen at the very moment that you actually die so to this day it is very unknown to know what that is many people believe that's the person well if you want to call spirit some people you choose to call that as your soul to leave your body Mm -hmm. so with that when we die we were all human at one point, obviously, lived a whole life, had friends, had families, all that kind of stuff. We had a brain, so we carry all of that with us into the afterlife. We're basically just the same person, only not alive. Right. 
if this spirit can touch, interact, communicate, it's considered an intelligent spirit. That's why it's called that. That's all the intelligent uh, spirit is. Is basically, you die, you come back as a spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Now, yeah, you linger. Yeah. And then there's also reincarnation, which I'm going to leave for another time because that is a whole story mm -hmm. on itself. But I just wanted to add that in there that some people believe that they're reborn over and over and over again. Yes. And then uh, there. Uh, so we both, I think, believe in intelligent spirit or intelligent spirits. Sorry. We have stories that we can share after I give the facts if you want. And yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, there's two more things I want to talk about before we get into those stories. Just some facts that people can, I just want to give out facts that people can learn, you know? There's also a thing called yep. shadow people, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. They usually mm -hmm. don't, well, from what I've gathered, they don't actually have a face. And they, uh, there's no real explanation about them. They are apparently different from ghosts. And they're usually just like a dark mass, like a black mass. Or sometimes, some people have claimed to see them as like a figure of a person, but it's all black, right? Yes. And many of them, sometimes they have seen to just have like glowing eyes as well. Sometimes I've heard red. For others, it might be different. And the biggest claim, <laughs> which is odd to me, is that you, they don't have a face and you can't see what they're wearing or anything because they're just a black mask. However, a lot of people have claimed that they, they wear a fedora. <laughs> And I don't want to laugh. I'm not laughing at like people who may have experienced because I believe that it's very, very real for some people. I yes. believe in that kind of stuff. So I'm not joking on people who've experienced with this. It's just odd to me that they wear a fedora or sometimes like a hood or what looks like a hood. There's also there's two, apparently there's two different types of shadow people. And there's also I didn't see what the other type of shadow people are. It just said two different types. And some shadow people can be actually animals, which are the same thing. They're a black mask that's shaped like an animal. Uh, so that's shadow people. And I actually follow some people on YouTube. <laughs> and one of the people that's like in the group of friends has actually had an encounter like his whole life with a shadow really? person. And they have even did like a whole series about it like a whole episode that was like an hour and something long. And I feel for him a little bit, but apparently the house that he lived in with his family was a, was a house that was built. They built the house. So it wasn't an old house that people have lived in or possibly died in this, that, and the other. But what happened was, is yeah. that I guess, I don't know if they're a very spiritual family, but they would start playing with an Ouija board because it thought it was fun. And I mean, the whole family did, or he would play the Ouija board with his friends that come over. But what ended up happening is they haunted their own house that wasn't built, <laughs> that they built themselves. Now, I have my opinions about Ouija boards, okay, for many reasons. I think if you're going to play with one, please be careful. And you should really, you should really just leave them alone, in my opinion, just stay away from that. Don't touch them. Okay, it's not yeah. worth it. But if you are going to do it, please don't play alone. Please have someone who knows what they're doing, like legitimately knows what they're doing with it. Okay. <clears throat> and be super safe. Have like the sage, the crystals, whatever the case with you. That's all that's all I'm gonna preach with that. Because I don't want to offend anybody who is gonna say, like, oh, you're wrong about the Ouija board. It's just my opinion, man. And I have my reasons to think. Why Ouija boards yeah. are very bad. I don't know. What, what are your intakes on Ouija boards? I've used them in the past and I am not tormented, you know, and I haven't had any difficulties. I think that to use something like that, you have to have the right intentions. And if you don't have the right intentions, that's when you're going to let that stuff in. I think that you have to protect yourself properly and, you know, use the sage. You say the prayer beforehand or whatever it might be, a blessing, anything. And you have to err on the side of caution. Like, 
you can't just sit there and be like, oh, come into me, use me as your oh, toy. Like, you know, that shit's going to go down. I said, that's terrifying to even hear words spoken of that. <laughs> no, I know. And like, but you have to have things, you have to be smart oh, about yeah. it. You can't just sit there and be like, hey, they're demons, it's me, your boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't be an idiot is what I'm saying is the rule for using stuff like that. Even with pendulums yes. and other divining tools, like divining rods, anything. Don't be an idiot. Well, and I... It's that easy. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was going to say, people might call me a hypocrite here. I don't know. I have a pendulum and I do use them, but I know how to use it correctly. And that's why I feel safe. Yes. Yes. But with with an Ouija board, here's my opinion as well, is that they're a lot stronger and you are communicating with, with something that you have no idea either, even with a pendulum, but still very different. And you are opening many doors that you might not know how to close because you have no idea what you're doing. And that's why I said, if you're going to do it and you're not going to listen to my words, do it. Don't do it alone. Know someone who knows what they're doing, like a professional. And like you said, don't be dumb. And that's what I'm going to say yeah. on that note, with that note on a Ouija words. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> One more thing to add for the fact stuff here is a thing called uh, portal hauntings. Have you heard ever heard of that? No, I don't. I don't think so, unless I've heard about it under a different name or. Description. Okay, so with portal hauntings, I have heard about this. I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm not against it, and I'm not for it. I don't really know. And another thing is that it's actually considered like a new concept. It's like a newer type of haunting that's only like a recent discovery than than what you've heard of your regular just like ghost haunting your house kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. it's actually considered for some people very controversial controversial and a lot of it is theory and speculation to some so what it is is basically it's just doorways to other worlds and spirit worlds and the spirits can go through those doorways and when a spirit goes through these different worlds and everything like that they're usually according to the research they're shown as like a big ball of light amongst other things sometimes a straight strange shapes mist or fog that's really the only information i got about portal hauntings however i know that i have learned and not just learned but had my own experiences now, they say if you put a mirror across from another mirror, whether it be in your house, done on purpose, done by accident, any mirror that's reflecting off another mirror is considered a portal. Interesting. Yeah. And sometimes just a normal mirror is weird for some people. They believe that's just a portal itself. But yeah, I've heard that like mirror to mirror reflecting off each other is bad mojo, man. Not necessarily bad, it might not be bad spirits, but I mean, it's basically a portal for anything to come through or whatever. So it's kind of scary sounding a little bit for me. (laughs) Honestly, mirrors have always freaked me out. Yeah. I don't know why, ever since I was a little girl, I just, I found them the one of the creepiest things, especially in the dark. I can't, I can't look at it into a mirror. I can't have a mirror in the dark. Um, It's just not a thing. I've gotten... (laughs) Like, I have a mirror in my bedroom, but I'm not directly beside it. My husband actually sleeps on my yeah. side. So. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I've come to a point where I have to – I have, like, a stand-up mirror. And even though it's – I have a room that's, like, two rooms in one, kind of. It's kind of hard to explain. But in the other mm-hmm. room, I have a stand-up mirror. and That's my old mirror. Right? No, no, no. That My mom has that one downstairs because I – one yeah. had no room for it, and I got, like, weird vibes off that thing. So I gave it to my mom. I love well, that's it. another story. I love that mirror. That though. house. Sorry. That house that house that it came from. It came with the house that my mom and I moved into. And it that that house has got some history. Yeah. And I'm not trying to cut you off. There's a little bit of a delay at some points. So yep, that's yeah. Um, so I do love that mirror. So if I ever do move out, I probably still will take it. But I also just don't really have the room for it for where my room is. Yeah, it's got wide legs. Yeah. And I have like sloping ceilings. And anyways, continuing on to ghosts and mirrors here. Okay. I have another 
mirror with the with my mirror that I have now currently, even though it's in the other room, I use it obviously when I need to look in the mirror. But once I'm done, I turn yeah. around and I lean it up against the wall and on a wall that I can't see from my other room. It's a weird thing, but I have my reasons as to why I don't like them. And I will get into that eventually in another podcast. But for right now, it's kind of a secret. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And one more thing I would like to add about spirits, which you might know. Oh, I forgot to ask you. So have you heard about the portal thing? No. I. So where do these holes form? Where do the portals form? Is there a specific area in a house that might be where a portal can would form be. as it can be sometimes yes not always it's not always the case but it it, it can yeah it depends on the history right i've heard of things like portals were made because of some witches who dabbled into some crazy spirit stuff made the and made those portals so if you're living in a really old ass house from god knows how long ago there could have been witches that have lived there and done some weird spell stuff. I mean, that depends on if you believe in that or not. I'm just giving out info. For example, Niagara Lake, right? As you know, we live in that. We don't live in Niagara Lake, but we live near it. And on the ghost walk, you know, the apothecary that's there. Yeah. That place is haunted because I don't know if you remember but they had said that place is haunted because the women would go upstairs and they were witches and they would do seances and witchy stuff. And that's why that place is haunted. Like even a hundred years later, 200 years later. And by the way, if anybody ever comes to ever wants to go on a visit and wants to go to a place called Niagara on the Lake, it's probably, it's the oldest town in our area. And it's, from 1700s however there was a fire wiped out most of the place and then they rebuilt in the 1800s and it's part of the war of 1812 and all that it's a very very old town with a Mm -hmm. lot of very haunted things and there's a ghost walk where a guide takes you to all the places you go for like about an hour and a half walk and he we stop at in front of stores and restaurants and stuff that are from the 1800s and he talks about why they are haunted. And I remember him saying something along the lines that almost every house in Niagara on the Lake, one in every three is claimed to be haunted by the people who live there. So more than likely. Yeah. yeah. Cause this place is full of rich, rich history. A lot of the war of 1812 happened there. And a lot mm-hmm. of people died and it's from 17 and 1800s. So if you ever get a chance to go to Niagara on the Lake and you want to stay there, you should. If you're into haunting stuff, there's a place called Prince of Wales that's very haunted. However, that place is very expensive. So if you got the money, do it. If you don't, you can stay at the Angel Inn, which we did, which is, yep. I was just gonna say they're that. relatively good prices. And that place has a lot of rich history too and hauntings and stuff like that. And when we stayed there, we actually had some weird stuff happen with us while we were there. We should talk about that maybe if we want after we're yeah. done this part. And people can have a meal there as well because they have a bar downstairs and they have delicious angel light lager or angel regular lager. And it's it's good beer. Yeah, it's a, it's a restaurant and a hotel at the same time. Yeah. And it's like it's like pub food. There's, you know, like Yorkies and stuff like that. And like delicious. Yeah, absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing I wanted to add before we go into our stories is that, like, why spirits stick around with a person, like, or haunt a person, so to speak, is usually, and you probably know this, and anyways, but I'm just going to give it out just in case those who don't really know. Uh, usually when someone is haunting is because they've died a traumatic death, which is the residual haunting stuff there, or they have yeah. unfinished business. They died suddenly and they actually don't know they're dead. I've heard that theory many times. I can, yeah. I'm not sure where I stand on that, but I mean, it's an idea. The living person, like the living family who's still alive is grieving and they can't let go. And that's why they're like stuck there or they choose to stay around or it's vice versa where they had a very emotional connection to their loved ones. So they stick around they can't rest due to injustice from their own death. 
or fear of the other side or judgment. Now, with that part there is either for some people considered religious or spiritual wise like me. So when I hear the other side, I think of my way of belief. And then when I hear judgment, I think of religious side with whether they fear they were going to hell or not. That's just my input on that part. And for that, that's all the so-called facts I have about this. But I think I would like to ask you, Sarah, is why did you start believing in ghosts or spirits? Do you have like a reason? What was your first thing that made you think, oh, I think this is why ghosts are real? Honestly, it's been such a huge part of my life for so long. I don't even remember. As a little girl, I would sit there and watch scary movies with my mom and read, well, try to read scary books, but my dad <laughs> never let me. And my aunt, um, Zia in Italian is aunt, my Zia Aurora, um, she would, her and I were like two peas in a pod. Um, she's still around and I love her very much. I haven't been able to see her in a while because of COVID, but she used to sit there and you know, she'd want to help me read scary books and watch scary movies with me and, you know, just be that kind of awesome aunt. My mom would do the same thing. And I just, I've always had a connection with that world since I was little. And then after my dad passed away, I searched and searched and searched for so long, so many years, so many different ways. I tried to contact him so, so hard. Mm -hmm. And I just, I had a huge fascinated fascination with death and where people go after that. And I, I really, really, really wanted to contact him just to, you know, get that little bit of closure that I never got because when he passed away, I, I hadn't, I wasn't around him. I didn't get to really talk to him that much before he did. I used to see him all the time, but my grandparents had taken me on vacation up to my great grandparents' cottage and I didn't get to see him before he passed away. So it's always been a thing for me and it's been my lifelong mission. <laughs> right. Yeah. So basically for you, you just kind of always believed something was there. Like you always believed in spirits. Yeah. And like my dad's family were all very um, open to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I have a couple aunts that are very strong you know they whether they want to call themselves psychics or mediums or whatever mm -hmm. they just they know things you know what i mean they they feel things see things hear things my one aunt is an amazing her my zia linda she's an amazing medium and she's a reiki master she's sick though with fibromyalgia so she's not able to do as much as she could before but she's amazing cool i think that uh for me what made me really go wow that was weird I'm a believer and I know you know the story but I'm going to share it with everybody else is I was nine years old and here's a little backstory which trust me is going to make sense and tie in as to why you need to know about it now my father's parents died before I was born they died three or four years before I came to this world <laughs> and so in that note Growing up, even at nine years old, I never saw a picture of them. My dad had photo albums and stuff, but I never asked to look at them. Not because I wasn't interested, but I was nine. It just wasn't a thing. And I only knew stories of them. So I have no idea what they looked like at this time in my life. So when I was nine years old, I woke up in the middle of the night and I look and there is this woman standing at the end of my bed. And I know that I am not dreaming I'm fully awake and fully conscious. <laughs> I'm not insane, right? So You're not having sleep paralysis. None of that, right? So I'm sitting there. I wake up and I look and this woman is staring at me. And now her eyes were so large in the sense they were opened so wide. It was almost like I scared her. You know how when you get scared, your eyes like widen? Hers were so mm -hmm. clear and wide and I was like okay now I actually didn't scream come or completely freak out I was more frozen but also okay at the same time so I sat I was sitting up at this point in my bed and she just stared at me what felt like forever was really probably maybe a minute at the most but I saw her face I saw her eyes she had her hair up and like 
I, what seemed like a button, but I don't really know because my room was kind of dark. But I also don't have a door on my, like, I don't have a door on my room. And my room is connected to the kitchen. And we always kept the kitchen light on where the stove is so we could see if we needed to go to the bathroom. So some light would be illuminating my room as well. So that's what I saw of her. And then all of a sudden, she it just seemed like I scared her more than she scared me because she had such a fright look on her face with the eyes. And then all of a sudden, she just like started disappearing. And what looked like to me is like this mist stuff that she turned into and I watched it go out my door and then I was like huh okay that's a little bit weird and I can't remember if I actually got up to use the bathroom and went back to bed or if I just went right back to sleep I do remember being in my bed for a little while trying to sleep and just laying there and kind of like looking back to see if anything was there and then finally just fell asleep so the next day oh I forgot to add this part as well what she was wearing was like a bluish greenish dress. All right. So the next day I tell my dad and I tell him the story and I said, dad, I'm pretty sure I saw a ghost last night. He's like, Oh yeah. I'm like, no, seriously. I'm pretty sure I did. He's like, okay. Now my dad has always believed in this kind of stuff. So I kind of grew up thinking ghosts could possibly be be real before I was nine. But when I when this mm-hmm. happened, it was kind of like, okay, something, all right, I'm starting to believe a hell of a lot more than I did before. So I tell him about what happened. And I tell him that there was a woman at the end of my bed. Because this woman was also not my mom. Because my mom is living and she can't turn into mist. So <laughs> yep. I tell him what happens. I tell him about the woman. I tell him the whole story like I just told you. And I end up telling, he asks what she was wearing, if she was wearing anything. And I said, yeah, she was wearing a bluish greenish dress. Well, my dad's jaw drops to the ground because he continues to tell me that his mother was buried in a bluish greenish dress. And see, I wouldn't know that because they died before I was born. And I know... I only know stories and I didn't know any pictures. And why would someone at the age of nine or younger ask, what was your mom buried in? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it can happen, but I know I never asked that. Right. So I never knew that about his mom. And he truly believes to this day that that was his mother watching over me or whatever. And I said, but so cool. Yeah. And I said, but how come? Her eyes, like, were so wide. Like, what? And he goes, well, you probably scared her in the sense that she didn't think you were going to wake up. And maybe she was scared that she was scaring you. So she was shocked. And then that's why she was like, I got to (laughs) bounce. Kind of too late. You saw me, but I got to leave now. (laughs) I've had a friend actually um, experience that kind of thing. She's not my friend anymore. (laughs) But uh, you know her. Uh, she was yeah. she's not mine or Melissa's friend anymore um but she was living in this place downtown St. Catharines and um she lived in a basement apartment and she went into her kitchen one time and I think it was during the night or something and she looked oh, oh no it was during the day she looked over and she saw this man and he was like dressed kind of old old timey type thing right and he was but he wasn't like he wasn't a solid man he was like outlined in moonlight kind of like etched in silver okay yeah and he looked up at her and looked at her like oh shit like you're not supposed to see me Mm -hmm. like his eyes went wide and he looked startled and then he just like disappeared weird that's so weird yeah yeah very similar to my situation as well and I mean I have other ghost stories too but like I have so many I could write a damn book (laughs) I mean (laughs) on a short thing I mean I've had things moved on me I had a lot of like things that made banging noises but like so hard that like it shook my whole room (laughs) Uh, yeah I still have yet to see that when I come over yeah and people are like well maybe it's like a raccoon or something and I'm like well one how did it get I mean, I know they can climb, but I mean, I would go running outside right as the moment I heard it, I'm running down the stairs and I'm outside looking. So whatever was on the roof, I'm either seeing it on the ground by now running into the field or onto the road or whatever, or it's still on the roof and there's nothing there. Or even if somebody threw something at my house, like what? <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. What's going to be that heavy? What's going to be that heavy? And how are they going to even throw it off to my roof unless you're the Hulk? So, and then they're like, well, maybe they're in your attic. I'm like, well, one, I, my room isn't, is made into an attic and I do have crawl spaces. But if I knew that there was an animal in my crawl space, trust me, I'd know it. They would be trying mm-hmm. to be clawing through the little doors that I have on my walls. So I've experienced that a hundred times. I've heard, you know, people talking when there's nobody there because I'm home alone in another room, things like that. And these are stories that I will tell on another on another podcast if anyone is interested to have like a part two, three, whatever the case. So we'll have lots of parts. Yeah. Yeah. I also um, wanted to talk one more thing about I wanted to know if we can talk about our experience at the Angel Inn that we were just talking about. Yeah. Because that that was weird. Like, you can go first. You tell me what your part, and I'll tell my part. Well, how about we fill each other in? Because you have a better memory than I do. Um, okay. But- so me and Sarah really wanted to go to the Angel Inn. Our friend Melissa was also with us as well. She's one of those people where she's not against it, but she's not, she's not like, full-on believe. Yeah. Like, she's like, I don't. She goes, I kind of believe, but I kind of don't. She doesn't know where she stands, and that's fair she has that she needs proof yeah she needs concrete proof so we had talked many times to stay at the angel Inn because it's reportedly super haunted certain rooms are more haunted than the others and there's even backstories of they have like names of the people who like haunt the place one of them is colonel swayze was it colonel swayze was he your mm-hmm. colonel? okay oh no it was captain swayze. captain swayze that's right Captain John Swayze, I think. Yeah. So which room did we end up renting? Oh, my goodness. Um, was it the captain's quarters? No. It had a sitting room. Was it the colonel's suite or something like that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, certain rooms are named certain names. We don't remember the exact name of what it was unless we looked it up right now. But we stayed in this one room. And though the whole place is kind of redone a little bit, it still has that very much 1800 feel. You can still see the old structure and some of the way things are left from those times. And I do remember them saying that that room was haunted by a spirit that there's a window in that room that we were staying in. And if you look out the window, there's flag poles against the actual building. And one year they took the flags off and that ghost got really mad. And there was a lot of banging noises or something that went on in that room or something. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when we were there, we kept hearing tapping on a window. So yeah. I don't know, like the, the flags were there this time, but I don't know. That's kind of weird. Another experience that I remember is we kept hearing the door opening downstairs. The weird thing about that is that the bar, the bar and restaurant were closed at this point. And we were the only ones staying there. We were the only me, me, Sarah and Melissa were the only ones that had rented a room in that place. And all the staff. We rented rented the Colonel's suite. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. So. We were the only ones that rented a room there. And then the staff leaves and they give us a key. So if we need to leave to go out for whatever reason, we can come back because we have a key that they gave us to get us back into the facility or the hotel. The whole inn. Very awesome, trusting people. Like the key to the whole. I, I, well, we, we, can't, we couldn't get to the restaurant, I guess. No, no, no. Just but, be able to yeah. get in back into the inn to get to our room. So yeah. we kept hearing that door open. The only thing is, is that we could not get back into the inn because it automatically locks. Because every time I would go out, I'm a smoker. I know it's bad. Every time I would go out for a smoke, I had to bring my key because the moment you close the door, it locks. So you have to unlock it in order to get back in for like safety measures and all that kind of stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. anyways, we kept hearing, whether that door locked or not, the thing is, is that we kept hearing the door open. (laughs) Well, we kept hearing a banging. No, I, because I was in the bathroom and I could hear the door open. And then later on that night, all three of us, when it was, like, hitting, like, 3 a.m.-ish, because we've already heard it a couple times. And the one time I heard it while I was in the bathroom, you guys were out in the hallway. And I heard it because where the bathroom was, I think it was right below me. And I heard it close. And I was like, did you guys hear that? And then you guys, no. I'm like, dude, the door just opened. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And then when we were finally going to bed, we heard... And we're just like, well, there's the door opening again. <laughs> right. 
And then all night we heard it bang, bang, yeah, bang. Like it was constant. And I think the two of the weirdest things, one, we used an app called Echo Box, which I highly recommend to anybody who's into spirit boxes or whatever they're called. Yeah, it does cost money. It's like 30 bucks yeah. or whatever, but it's a little, I mean, it's kind of worth it. It's really good. It's really good. I've had really good responses from it and what seems to be very truthful from my experience. And when we were on there talking to it, we asked it a bunch of questions and we got a lot of crazy answers. But one of the weirdest things that it said, and Melissa, who is kind of a skeptic, was right there listening. I had asked it, how do me and Sarah know each other? Now, right. me and Sarah have known each other since way back in the day in high school. <laughs> and right away, clear as day, it said West Park, which is the high school we went to. And I remember getting chills all over my body because I was like, how does it know that? Yeah. Right? And uh, the other thing I thought was really cool is when we were using your dousing rods and Melissa actually wanted to try it. And when we yes, were asking, she was so shocked. I know, because when we were asking questions... It was moving and she's like, I'm not moving my hand and I can actually feel it being moved by something else. Yeah. She's like, it's freaking me out. So I think that kind of gave her a little like, I think something could be there kind of thing. But yeah, she was breathless. We should bring her on for one of the next one. I was just talking to her today. Actually, she said she, said she really wants to be on for one. Cool. Um, yeah. And we should get her input on that in like a part two or whatever. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I would love to do that. If she's down to do it, I'm down to do it as mm-hmm. well so anyways that's my part of what happened at the angel and oh because we also asked the staff the next day you know do you guys have a water yeah. heater or is there someone that comes here and cleans at night or something and they're like no why would you hear <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the door kept opening all night when it's locked and nobody's coming up the stairs because i remember i was even coming out to make sure nobody's in there right and this was a very narrow, like, basically, when you walk in, there's the desk, and then to your left, there's the stairs, and then up there is all the rooms. So there's nowhere they could really get into, and to get into the restaurant from that area was locked. So it's a very yes. small didn't, space. Didn't we hear something in one of the rooms that earlier that night, like, before we went down to the bar to have a couple drinks and to get supper, we heard something, and we, like, I remember going down to investigate, and then I was like, eek, no, like, I want to turn around, hee, 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 and we were, like, sneaking around because we thought there was somebody else in a room because we thought we heard something, but we were the only ones in the, in the inn that night. You know what? I don't remember that part, but I was, I think it was, Oh, you know what? It was me and Melissa. Sorry, Melissa and I, um, we, I don't remember what, what it was, but we were out of the room for some reason, something was happening and I was like sneaking around and then you came out of the room and you were like, Hey, let's go that might have been the moment where i had asked you guys if i if you guys heard the door close because i was using oh, the bathroom asked us if we went outside yeah because i heard the door closed yes that's right so that yeah that's where that ties in with me so that was still something because because yeah. i remember melissa saying yeah i heard that too i'm like dude like it was so loud in the bathroom like i heard the door downstairs close <laughs> nobody's here mm-hmm. but us there were still people here because I mean there were still people there down in the inn. I mean, not not in the inn, but in the restaurant because we were going to for supper. Yeah, but there was nobody in, upstairs or in the inn, though. No. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Take that for what it. I mean, could have been maybe somebody in the restaurant. Maybe uh, who knows? So it could be kind of debunked. But the other door closings can't be because we were the only ones yeah, there. Slamming. At those times <laughs> of night when everything was closed inside the bar and everything. So, yeah, yeah, and that's that's my story about the Angel Inn. And if you ever get a chance to go and stay there, do it because it's worth it. If, even for the scenery, it's 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 a beautiful yeah inn and bar, and, and you know have a drink, have a couple drinks with a with a ghost, and and the whole town, see where it goes. And the whole town's beautiful too. I know that COVID is an issue right now, but I mean, hopefully when things die down and things are open again. You can go and do that because I don't know if they're still open for the hotel part or not. But yeah. I would, I don't, COVID's going on right now, anyways. You should just be at home staying safe. So, yes, please. Yeah. But uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Here's one for you the one morning 
I was 12 years old or something living in Welland. And my brother was sleeping in the room next to me. Um, I was in my own bedroom and then my mom was in a room slightly across the hall from me. And our hallway was an L shape with my mom's bedroom and the bathroom in the bottom of the L and mine and my brother's rooms in the long part of the L. Uh, And then at the end of the long part of the L were the stairs to go downstairs. So I woke up to a knock on my bedroom door at like 7 a.m. And I was like, what the heck? Maybe my brother's up. And he was super little at the time because we're nine years apart. And maybe he knocked on my door and wanted to come in or something. And I got up and opened the door. There was nobody there. But then I looked to the right of me down the long part of the hallway. And there was an outline, like I had said, for um, my ex-friend's experience. But it wasn't silvery. It was kind of like a greenish yellow outline. And there was a little boy. It was the outline of a little boy. And he was in like, I could see it looked like overalls or something. And he was walking down to the end of the hallway near the stairs. And there was a cat beside him in the same type of outline. And they were like see-through. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm going back to bed. <laughs> and I just, yeah. <laughs> I shut my door and went back to bed. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. But yeah. It was it was an interesting I mean I've heard lots of things there we were we lived on York Street in St. Catharines when I was much older and we used to hear all kinds of things in that house and there was def- definitely something in that house there was we lived on Albert Street there was something in that house for sure that was a crazy experience cool um, I actually got scratched by something so we'll leave that for next time for people to tune in yeah so guys you know what we're gonna probably make this into a two-parter possibly three depending on how we have a lot of stories we want to tell and hopefully you're interested to listen to them because it's just really cool stories and i want to be able to share that with you all so Mm -hmm. sarah thank you so much for coming on with me and be coming on again with me me. in the future you're very welcome And on that note, guys, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening and bye-bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to The Loner Podcast with your host, Alicia. Be sure to find us on iTunes and Spotify. And we hope you tune in for the next episode.